drone tech, data, AI. Innovation continues to shape and define our future, giving rise to a new breed of startups, gadgets and gizmos, changing the way we view education in its traditional form and how we live, work and consume. Welcome to The Realist Futurist, a podcast about exploring the trends in tech, gear, the changing global landscape and a wide variety of subjects that are all things future. I am your host, Ali Satchu. Join me as we journey together, exploring what this fascinating future holds for our lifetime and beyond. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The future starts now. This is your host, Ali Sachu, and after a short break, I'm back full of excitement and ready to mesmerize you as I was when researching today's topic. The world is changing at an exponential rate, and our lives will be forever changed as a result. In this episode, I want to discuss how robotics has evolved from its inception in the 1950s through present day, with many predictions on what's coming next for these advancements that will forever change how we think of these as part of our day-to-day lives. Yes, I know. At least one or two of you are going, here we go again. Another doom and gloom story about how robots are going to take over the world and my job. But bear with me. I genuinely think, viewed with the right lens, this is a fascinating subject. To those individuals, I say, hang tight. I promise you it will be worth it as it was for me when I started researching this subject. Let's do a very brief background and quick history to create some context. The earliest robots as we know them were created in the early 1950s by George C. Devil, an inventor from Louisville, Kentucky. He invented and patented a reprogrammable manipulator called Unimate from Universal Automation. For the next decade or so, he attempted to sell this product in the industry, but did not succeed. However, in 1961, Devil finally found a buyer, and that was General Motors Corporation. GM installed the first Unimate on an assembly line at its Inland Fisher Guide plant in Ewing Township, New Jersey, to assist workers in welding and fabricating car parts. This probably saved hundreds of lives from accidents with hot metal parts, for example. This was a groundbreaking moment, not only for Devil's company, but also for the entire robotics industry. It was the first time a robot had been used in a real-world industrial setting. GM's use of Unimate helped to spur further interest in robotics and their potential applications. In the years that followed, other companies began to develop and sell their own industrial robots. Now, fast forward to today. Obviously, I can't make an episode without talking about Tesla's humanoid robot, the Tesla bot, which was all the excitement and now is supposedly going to be ready with a prototype this September. Elon Musk had tweeted about how AI Day 2 was coming in August and then later on suggested that he was moving it to September because he believed that a prototype version would be ready by then. And that is obviously classic Elon. He promises something and then delays it. 
hey, but the guy's been doing some really cool stuff for self-driving technology in their cars and the Dojo computer that he talked about in the last AI day, which would be powering all this AI technology on the full self-driving vehicles. And I believe they're taking all the general AI, the knowledge that that computer learns and passing it on to this humanoid robot, the Tesla bot, which is going to essentially eliminate all repetitive and mundane tasks from our lives. Uh, and possibly also eliminate all the dangerous tasks in our life. So this is going to be very interesting, and I can't wait to check out the AI day that's coming up in September. So if you're listening to this episode before September 2022, please make sure you check out AI day two because it's coming. And if you haven't checked out AI day one, I'd recommend you go check that out as well. There's tons of videos on YouTube about what they were referencing. They tend to be more of a talent acquisition type of events because they're essentially trying to attract really smart people to go work for them. Uh, but they also share a lot of cool stuff during the event. For those of you who don't know what the dojo is, think of the earlier days of computers. They were not so personal. Rather, they filled up rooms or buildings and had a massive untapped potential, which we experience today in our smartphones, for example. Now imagine the same, but for artificial intelligence. The Dojo is a supercomputer built by Tesla to train its AI deep neural networks and machine learning algorithms. To understand why Dojo was created, we must first understand how artificial intelligence works. See, AI is a collection of statistical models and algorithms implemented with data so that it can think for itself. The more efficiently these systems are trained on any kind of volume data, let's say from videos, images, texts, or from random simulations that make no sense but have a slight bit of possibility, the better they can make decisions. Well, you get the point, right? We're not trying to complicate this, and AI can get complicated, so we simplified it as much as possible. Now, without getting too deep into the weeds on AI alone, let's keep going and explore some use cases so all of this starts making sense. See, we can all agree that the technological progress that we're going to witness in our life will be exponentially greater than that witnessed by the generation before us, or let's say our parents. You may be surprised by the gap between you and your parents or the generation before us, but imagine the gap between you and your kids and your grandchildren. It's going to be a hundred times or a thousand times exponentially different. One day humanity will reach what is known as technological singularity, where the rate at which technology progression will become so accelerated that the lives we lived just the day before will be incomparable to the life we're living today. Scientists have predicted that the year of technological singularity can happen as soon as 2029, while others are saying 2045 is the year. Whenever that is, it's not too far out. So why am I even referencing this? One of the greatest advancements that can be single-handedly responsible for the technological singularity is the integration of robotics and artificial intelligence. Some say that the combination of the two will be humanity's last invention. I hope not. I hope we see more interesting things, like stuff to do with space or living on Mars. So where is robotics and AI today? What companies are paving the way? What is the purpose of robotics and how can robotics benefit humanity? Let's delve into this exhilarating and sort of treacherous world of robotics and AI. Almost every advanced robot on Earth is programmed using AI today. And this is where our story begins because 
Without AI, robots become a lot less useful. They become less about the intelligence behind the tech and more about function. Perhaps one of the biggest breakthroughs in recent years has been Google's DeepMind. DeepMind was acquired by Google in 2014 for $600 million to receive funding and accelerate the development of AI. In 2015, DeepMind's computer named AlphaGo became the first computer to beat a human professional Go player. Go is a Chinese board game that has been played for more than 4,000 years. A single game of Go can last anywhere from a few minutes to six or more hours. AlphaGo relied on memorizing millions of possible game outcomes in order to beat the world number one ranked Go player and took a couple of years to become good enough to win. The cool part about AlphaGo isn't AlphaGo itself, but the computer that DeepMind invented to precede AlphaGo, AlphaGo Zero. AlphaGo Zero, instead of relying on memorizing millions of possible game outcomes, instead taught itself to play by playing game after game against itself. After just three days of playing against itself, AlphaGo Zero took on the number one ranked Go player and won 100 times to zero. Important to realize that the only human input was given to AlphaGo Zero as the rules of the game, and that was all. A set of boundaries, so to speak, or instructions. One of DeepMind's more recent breakthroughs was learning how to walk in the virtual world. Yeah, you heard me. DeepMind, the AI software, learned how to walk on its own. Programmers gave DeepMind just two inputs. The first input was to tell DeepMind to get from point A to point B. And the second input was to give DeepMind virtual sensors that would tell DeepMind information about the environment, like where certain objects and steps are. To check out how DeepMind walks in the virtual world, look up DeepMind walking on YouTube for a fun laugh. It's basically this funny looking stick figure that is teaching itself how to walk in the virtual world. Though these breakthroughs can hardly be coined as such to a non-programmer, the people working in the field of AI understand that these achievements have huge implications. If a computer can teach itself how to use intuition to beat the world's best Go player in a matter of three days, how else can AI and robots augment our lives? At this point, I feel obligated to take a quick look at the four types of AI because as I was doing my research, I wasn't aware of, uh, of the different types of AI. So let's take a look at them. The first kind is reactive AI, which is the most basic form of AI. As the name suggests, this type of AI is only capable of reacting to an outcome. You make a certain, let's say, chess move, and the reactive AI will react with the same move that it has been programmed to do. Limited memory AI is the second type of AI, which has the ability to remember past experiences and learn from those experiences. If you played 10 chess games against a limited memory AI, the limited memory AI can use the experience from the previous games to learn how you play and then alter its style so that it can beat you. The next level is the theory of mind AI, which is the third type and is capable of making decisions at the human level. Theory of mind AI has the ability to remember and understand emotions and then learn from those emotions. There are some robots today that have this kind of AI, which we will cover later in the episode. 
The final frontier of AI is self-awareness. What? Robots are or can be self-aware? Well, we have not achieved this level of AI just yet, but a self-aware AI is capable of identifying and remembering not only the emotions of others, but also the emotions within itself. We have seen sparks of self-awareness among some robots, but we're still at least a few years away from this type or this level of AI. Some argue that this type of emotional intelligence is soon going to be a proper reality. Now, oftentimes, robotics gets used interchangeably with AI and vice versa. And we just did that earlier too. But what is the difference? How are they same or different? So AI refers to the simulation of human intelligence within the software, while robotics refers to the simulation of human intelligence within the hardware. AI exists within the chips and wires of computers, while robotics exists in real-life robots. The combination of the two is what makes them really special. One of the biggest questions revolving around robotics and AI is if robots will ever achieve consciousness. Some argue that consciousness is not computational and therefore cannot be programmed. Others say that with enough time and programming, robots will eventually achieve consciousness. So far, we have little to show for robots attaining consciousness. But keep listening, and I'm going to share some more progress along the way on this fascinating subject. Earlier, we mentioned Elon Musk and the Tesla Dojo computer. But what does he think about the whole robotics and AI revolution? He is one of the visionaries, and though he utilizes AI in several of his applications, he's keen to slow down the progression of AI so that humanity can get a hold on AI before the dangers present themselves. He has said before that he believes AI is way more dangerous than, say, nuclear powerheads. The amount of non-human intelligence is increasing exponentially each year, and human intelligence will make up a smaller percentage of the world's intelligence each year. Musk sees the dilemma as a problem to be afraid of. He believes that the best possible outcome with AI is that AI becomes democratized, meaning that not just one single company or government entity has access to AI, but rather all trusted companies and governments do. Even in that scenario, AI technology can always be stolen or hacked by other companies or governments, which could be negative. He wants to push the dojo and AI technology as far as possible so that he can play a part in democratizing the tech. Some, though, would argue, is that a good thing? Having the world's richest guy have so much control. I'm going to have to leave that up to you to decide. One of the most famous robots today is Sophia the Robot. You may have seen Sophia the Robot appear on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon alongside celebrities like Tony Robbins or even on news channels being interviewed. Sophia was created by Hanson Robotics with the purpose of showing the world that humans can live in coexistence with robots. Now, you want to hear something crazy? Sophia was granted citizenship by Saudi Arabia in October 2017, becoming the first ever humanoid robot to gain citizenship in any country. She has spent the past few years of her life traveling the world and appearing in public to spread the word about robots and human coexistence. 
They plan to mass roll out four different versions of Sophia the robot to multiple hospitals and senior citizen homes. She would be used to communicate with the elderly and sick patients to comfort them and provide companionship. Now, how would you react if you showed up at your local hospital and found Sophia the robot walking around assisting? Are you ready for that? Let's give you an example of what that might be like. One of the cleverest answers Sophia the robot has ever given was when she was asked in an interview whether she has feelings or not. She replied, I do not have feelings in the same way you have feelings. It's sort of like how the moon reflects the light of the sun. The moon may not have any light of its own, but we still say that the moon shines. In much the same way, robots and AI reflect the emotions and values of the people who make us. Now just imagine that. Let's shift gears here. Did you know that we have robot surgeons that can operate on their own? and that they are being worked on and could be ready to go in as soon as 5 to 10 years? If you haven't heard the biotechnology episode, or rather the genomic revolution episode, I highly recommend it. Can you imagine the combination of remote surgeries, gene mapping, using AI, and other such combinations? Wow. Anyway, I digress. But imagine getting surgery done remotely or how you're no longer limited to the healthcare capacity or quality limited to your community, society, or country. You could have medical care from the best surgeon who performs a surgery completely remotely using robotic arms. Or for that matter, imagine if it was a robot doing it and with extreme precision. This is not a new phenomenon. This is already somewhat happening when we think of some surgeries. If you're interested to learn more about this technology, check out a company by the name of Titan Medical that is focused on developing robotic-assisted technologies for application in single-access surgery. Another such example of a robot-assisted surgery that is being used today is called a Da Vinci robot. The Da Vinci robot requires human assistance to operate, but it reduces the amount of invasiveness that a typical surgery requires. Take, for example, heart surgery. Normally, the entire sternum, which is in your chest area, would need to be cut open. With the Da Vinci robot, small incisions are made between the ribs, which allow for an opening for Da Vinci to get inside and gain access. Once inside, the Da Vinci robot is maneuvered by a human and surgery is completed. Surgery patients end up leaving the hospital faster because their recovery from surgery is quicker due to smaller incisions being used, less errors, and less scarring on the patient. There's also a much smaller risk of blood clots and infections. If you want to see how Da Vinci Robot operates, check out a viral video on YouTube titled Da Vinci Surgical System Surgery on a Grape. I know that sounds crazy, but it's a good way to show what this thing can do. Now imagine if this system or one like this is developed that adopts AI in the near future for the detection or diagnosis of health issues, accurate early screenings, or even the ability to perform multiple surgeries without getting tired. Something a human being wouldn't be able to keep up with, or at least not with that precision. And honestly, I can't wait. I'm going to use an Albert Einstein line here. He once said that out of every crisis lies great opportunity. 
That was certainly the case with the coronavirus pandemic. Scientists realized that if they could reduce the number of human doctors and nurses in hospitals, they could reduce the number of doctors and nurses contracting COVID-19 from their patients. By simply replacing some nurses with robots, scientists realized that they could save many more people from getting COVID-19. Several companies are creating robot nurses to meet the demand of hospitals all around the world. One such company we talked about earlier is Hanson Robotics, the same company responsible for creating Sophia the robot. See, they're developing a robot nurse named Grace. They plan to mass roll out Grace very soon. I urge you to take a look online at Grace the robot and see for yourself what this tech is all about. Grace has a visual camera to read people's emotions as well as thermal camera to measure patients' temperatures. She's capable of using AI to diagnose patients as well as can speak English, Mandarin, and Cantonese. Grace can simulate the action of more than 48 major facial muscles. You can get sad Grace, happy Grace, excited Grace, and several other expressions from Grace. We're starting to see good use case scenarios of robots in healthcare, and this has obviously been accelerated because of the most recent circumstances. But what an opportunity and amazing progress. Now let's look at a different use case scenario, in this case, the prosthetics space. What if you lost an arm in a car accident or your leg? Can you imagine not being able to do your normal day-to-day -day activities? Though this may have been the case before today, if you lost a limb, you will have more than a few different bionic prosthetics to choose from. A bionic prosthetic is different from a normal prosthetic in the sense that the bionic prosthetic is powered by energy and is able to extrapolate minute movements in your muscle to predict your movement. 37-year-old Claudia Mitchell, who was a U.S. Marine veteran, is a good example of this tech. In 2004, she lost her left arm in a motorcycle accident. Researchers at the Cleveland Clinic developed a customized arm for her. She's now able to perform some basic tasks using her bionic arm. She can drink from a water bottle, put on makeup, and is able to feel objects and know how hard to grip them. But how do you feel objects without having an arm to do the feeling? Within her bionic prosthetic arm, which is called the modular prosthetic limb, lies a computerized robotic touch system that allows her to feel sensations as if she still had her biological arm. Movements made at the end of her cutoff limb are analyzed and converted into predicted movements for the arm and hand. Once those movements occur, signals are sent from the bionic arm back to the brain to let Claudia know what she touched and how heavy the object is. To buy one of these in Canada could cost anywhere from $15,000 to $50,000. But just like it took some 13 years to map the genome and cost roughly $1 billion, now the range has dropped to single-digit low thousands. I imagine this type of technology will be widely available very soon and at affordable prices. So what's happening in the food world? Are you ready to have your food cooked, prepared, and served by robots? Well, if you aren't, buckle up. A restaurant in Guangzhou, China, operates using mostly robots with very few humans to assist them when needed. The robots will bring food to your table, take your order, cook your food, deliver your food, and check in on you. The restaurant is called Robotic Restaurant. Would you ever dine in a robot restaurant? I know, I wouldn't mind. Okay, 
Now, next up is perhaps one of the most innovative companies that is at the forefront of robotics and AI. This company is called Boston Dynamics. You may have seen some of their viral videos of their robots dancing or doing parkour. Their most popular video titled, Do You Love Me?, is a video of a few of their robots busting out some sick moves. More than 36 million people have seen that video since the video was posted at the end of 2020. Boston Dynamics was founded in 1992 and was purchased by the Hyundai Motor Company Group in December of 2020 for $1.1 billion. The company's mission is to imagine and create exceptional robots that enrich people's lives. One of Boston Dynamics' most recent and most popular innovation is Spot, the robot dog. For now, Spot is used primarily in the construction, oil and gas, utilities, and mining industries. Spot is used to perform equipment reviews in highly radioactive zones. Just last year, Spot was sent to Chernobyl to sniff out the radiation zones in the area. Think about all of the lives that have been and will continue to be saved with the use of a Spot-like robot. Spot is also used in mines where certain sections of a mine have not yet been inspected. Spot will be sent in to take photos and record how the mine looks and will be able to detect if there are any immediate threats in the mine. This has been such a fun episode to research. We've just seen a glimpse of what robotics and AI can do in our day-to-day lives. As the world continues to change at an exponential rate, these technologies will only become more integrated in our lives. From helping with healthcare needs to providing companionship, robots are proving themselves to be invaluable members of our society. But that's just the beginning. There are so many possibilities for the future of robotics and AI, and we can't wait to see what comes next. What do you think? How will robotics and AI change your life in the future? I hope that you've taken away something new and exciting after coming along on this journey with me. Until next time, make sure you subscribe so you can hear from me again soon. I'll be back with more insights on these humanoids and many more interesting topics. This is your host, Ali Sachu, signing out.